This is Channel 253. The Citizen Tacoma podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Candice Rood, and I fly Alaska. To book your next flight, go to alaskaair.com. I'm Candice. I'm Doug. And we are the Citizen Tacoma podcast, informing an empowered electorate. I thought we were empowering an informed electorate. In in the the city city of destiny. Candace. Hi, Doug. <laughs> uh, so on today's episode, we talked to Tacoma Public Utility Board member Brian Flint about the beast that is Click from start to finish, including what's going on with a potential public-private partnership. Starts as a primer and then gets dense. It gets very dense and wonky, so buckle up. All right. Welcome to Citizen Tacoma. Here with Brian Flint, TPU board member. For how long? Uh, I've got, what, two and a half more years? It'll be <laughs> 10 total when I'm done with this term. 10 total. You yeah. guys serve five-year terms. Five-year terms, and I'm halfway through my second. Well, welcome. Term. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so you've been in the trenches with Click for a long time. Yes. In fact, I was reviewing some of my some of the facts on this and I almost had PTSD this morning looking at the history of this. It's been a long tortured road. I have to say like just like reading up on everything that's been going on and writing my notes I got very anxious and sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to have this resolved for yeah. sure. So let's kind of go back for people who may not be familiar what is Click? What is the Click Network? How did it begin? How do most Tacomans relate to it? Yeah. So in the late 90s, um, Tacoma Power was building a fiber optic network in order to uh, instigate uh, smart meters. And so those are meters that talk back and forth, as well as connect our substations and just kind of get into the 20th century, 21st (laughs) century, the technology age. And so it was a pretty big project. It ended up being $200 million. Um, At the same time, we had one cable provider in town, TCI, right. and pretty much everybody agreed it sucked. <laughs> uh, customer service was terrible. The service, I wasn't here, but you know, it's pretty widely known that it was not good. So the idea came up, we have some extra capacity. We're, we're building this fiber optic network. There's some cable strands in there that we could run cable TV, and we could compete with TCI and force industry to come up to a better standard, mm-hmm. provide better customer service and provide. So the idea of Click was created. At the same time, back in the late 90s, you know, people only used the internet really for email. And so this idea came that, hey, we could partner with some local small businesses, ISPs as they're called, internet service providers, to provide people basically Internet and a lot of people had DSL around that time, and you know, Ah, right? So it was really (laughs) slow. So this would have been faster. So three companies signed up um, to provide uh, basic internet service. So that was 1998. What companies? Do you know what companies they were back then? So back then there was, I've I've been a customer of all three over the time. (laughs) So HarborNet Mm -hmm. out of Gig Harbor, um, Advanced Stream. Um, and then uh, Rainier Connect. Mm-hmm. And HarborNet became NetVenture. Right. Um, 
So, and then recently in the last couple of years, NetVenture and um, Rainier Connect have partnered. I'm not exactly sure how, but to, so there's kind of, they operate together. Mm-hmm. So there's really two ISPs kind of supplying internet service to our customers. TPU sells it wholesale to them, mm-hmm. and then they retail it to the customers. One of the things that that created was when you came to town, if you wanted service and you called up Click and you say, hey, I want cable and internet, you had to talk to us for cable and you had mm-hmm. to talk to the ISPs for internet. And you often had to have two truck rolls coming out and two service techs coming at different times. And so it was a little cumbersome. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, the internet cable is an industry that now changes every 18 months. Right. Just And we had the same business model for 15 plus years. Um, so in 2009... Um, they stopped investing in the infrastructure because the gateway meters, the smart meters, mm-hmm. became obsolete. Right. Um, we were sort of a leader at that time in smart meter technology, and we kind of were out there on the edge, and we picked a technology that didn't have a long life to it. So we, we stopped doing that. Is that um, because of the – was it coaxial or why, why is that? It was actually had more to do with the meters. Okay. Uh, the company that actually built the meters is now out of business okay. and we can't get them serviced. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right now we're looking at getting back into basically smart meters. We now call it AMI, automated mm. meter or something. Infrastructure. Infrastructure, thank you. Mm. Um, those are all wireless. Mm. So – you know, the technology has moved on, and we're actually behind times now on smart meters and, and that kind of technology. Right. But over the next couple of years, we're going to be talking about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we come here, 2009, they stop in, investing in the infrastructure. We start losing cable customers. Right. It's a national trend. It's happening to us. Um, our costs for cable keep rising, and our customer counts keep going down. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, people are moving to the internet, you know, and so we began this debate when I got on the board uh, in 2011, I was introduced to this debate um, about a new business model and that started this multi-year process that we're in. (laughs) So some people, so when I'm fairly new to Tacoma, but from what I understand, people are really attached to and love the idea of Click because it made Tacoma for a time America's most wired city. It really did like a, a number to compete with the other cable providers. Click's costs or Click's cost to customers are much lower than a lot of its competitors. And that was, I mean, it was seen as a huge victory for customers for sure. Yeah. So people are very attached to Click, especially people who've been here for a long time, I think. And now some people who are customers of Click might not even know it because they're customers of Advanced Stream right. or Rainier Connect, but right. it touches a lot of a lot of people in yep. the Tacoma area. Yeah. And and people love the customer service and and you know, our biggest cable provider is Comcast. Comcast is one of the most hated corporations in America. I hate Comcast. <laughs> they, they have a reputation of terrible customer service, giving you a discount and then jacking up your rates later and not returning your phone calls, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have local people. They pick up the phone. They answer your questions. They deal with your issue, and they do it in a very friendly way. And that really has paid off. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, for much of the time, um, our rates in Tacoma 
both for Click and Comcast, were lower than our surrounding area. So if you went to Federal Way, you were paying at times, you know, could be a 20%, 30% increase, and that was the norm. So we kept Comcast rates. So we benefited everybody who had cable in right. our service territory. Mm-hmm. And it was estimated um, that people in our service territory could be saving up to $10 million a year on their cable rates. So, and that's part of the purpose, right? right. Is to be in the market, mm-hmm. be in the mix, and be a competitor and force private industry, if they're going to play, to have high standards. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the, and that's part of what we can do with the internet. Right. And that's why it's very important that, from my perspective, that we keep the public ownership of this infrastructure so that we continue to play that role as the industry continues to change into the future. Right. So we should say that uh, the the TPU, Tacoma Public Utility Board, is one of two, I guess, boards, also the Tacoma City Council, that oversee the utility and oversee Tacoma Power, of which Click is a sub-fund. So you're mired in this all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, my, you know, my background is I'm appointed by the city council. I'm a mm-hmm. volunteer. I'm one of five board members. And so our role is to be the voice of the c- consumer, of the rate payer for Tacoma Power, um, which half of our customers are outside the city of Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's 170,000 plus households that we serve. Right. And, you know, we're the voice of the of the ratepayer to make sure that we keep rates down, that the stat, you know, the, the, the government entity of Tacoma Power is, is serving the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the CLIC is actually uh, is actually done under the authority of general government, mm-hmm. but it's delegated to Tacoma Power to run. So in terms of the political decisions for CLIC... They're made both by the board of Tacoma Public Utilities and the city council, but it ultimately lies – the responsibility and the ultimate decision-making authority mm-hmm. lies with the city council. And the city council appoints the members of the board. So Correct. if they don't like a direction and that you know <laughs> a board member is going or something, they may not choose to reappoint them. And the t- – Public Utility Board appoints the director of the utilities. Right, 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 right. With with input from the city council. Right, mm-hmm. right. So we, you touched a little bit on the politics. This is a really, it's a sticky, political, painful issue for a lot of people. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. You're saying you have you have some war stories. Well, yeah. So when this started, um, the attempt was to kind of keep it quiet, and make decisions, and kind of have the public involved in the last minute. When the all-in plan started? Well, even before that. The the first iteration of this starting in 2010 was basically an all-in plan where um, Click would take over the internet, buy out the ISPs, and take over the internet business. Um, It was kind of tested with the city council members and the board members. And the ISPs, of course, threw a fit. Right. And they lobbied their city council members, and that fell apart. Mm -hmm. So then we came up with what was called Plan B, which is the ISPs agreed to get over six years, I think it was six years, uh, 6,000 new customers. Right. Uh, we were told, unfortunately, after that agreement was made that the economics still didn't work and it wouldn't solve the problem. That Click would not be able to stand on its own financially. Right, even with the 6,000 new customers. The ISPs, for their part, 
uh, as far as I know, they, I know they met that goal. They may have exceeded that goal. Mm-hmm. And I just want to kind of take a side note. There are two parties in this that really have been um, riding this roller coaster and impacted. One is the employees of right. Click, and the other is the ISPs. And they've been kind of whipsawed through this process. And the employees, I'm amazed at how many have stuck around and they really care about Click, and they're public servants and they're and they didn't know for the last what four years when their job would end or whether they'd have a job, but they stuck around. And um, so it's really been helpful to have them stick around. Um, And it's been hard on the ISPs, and they've. They met all their goals, right. you know, so we have to recognize that in right. the process. We did what you asked us to do. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so then we went through a whole process of looking at different business plans. Um, the director then um, started a conversation with a company named Wave about the idea of leasing the network. Mm-hmm. And the whole um, idea of this was to get Click on solid, like, financial ground. It was, well, the, yes, the whole concept, uh, um, the wave deal was basically to deal with the financial issue and mm-hmm. kind of get it out of powers. And basically it was give entire control of the system to wave, get a annual fee from them. They had obligations to put capital dollars into it, but we were basically kind of going to wash our hands and let the, let the company run the system and then pay us a fee. Um, at the same time, we developed the concept of an all-in plan, which would be uh, click with cell cable, internet, and phone service over the internet. And so this idea of a triple play. Right. So you could call one com- company, you could get your cable, internet, and phone. Competing uh, with Comcast. And competing with Comcast. getting be- Basically updating our business plan for the current reality, mm-hmm. which is I, I don't have cable at home. I watch plenty of TV. I have Netflix, Hulu. I, I do it all over my click internet stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my boyfriend is the only person I know under 40 who has cl- ca- <laughs> like cable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, at the end of 2015, um, we had this decision. Do we do this wave lease deal um, or do we do this all in? And the process of getting there was a very contentious public involvement. Um, uh, the, some of the worst stories are that we had a public hearing and I, I really appreciated all the public that came out to like six different public hearings and they spoke very articulately about the value of click and what it meant to the community and what it meant to them. And they had to do that over and over and over again, because we had an administration that really didn't want click to succeed, frankly. Are you talking about former TPU director Bill Gaines? I am talking about Mr. Gaines. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just looked at it as a financial loss. As a burden. Right, as mm-hmm. a burden. And how do we get rid of this burden was his viewpoint. Um, and when you take all political debates, it really comes down to kind of a core issue. And the core issue is, should internet be a, a public utility or a private industry run it? And so we had this debate, right? The right. wave represented that is like, we're just going to let private industry do it. They're best at it. They can make money at it. And then we don't have to worry about it. I'm a firm believer that as time goes on, we are very reliant on the internet. It's, it's almost as important as electricity. Mm-hmm. I don't know the last time I um, 
looked for a job in my career that I didn't use the internet. Mm -hmm. It's decades ago. And that's only going to become more important. The school districts rely on the internet to educate children. Um, doctors are dealing with patients in their homes using the internet. So again, having this public resource that we own, being able to, at a minimum, force the private industry to step up and have good standards. But if private industry doesn't want to do that or is incapable to do that anytime in the future, we still have this infrastructure that we can use to provide that service. And so for me, this debate this whole time comes down to that. Mm. How do we protect this $200 million asset, not only for today, but 15, 20, 50 years from now so that we can serve the public with it? Mm. And that's going to change over time. Um, so that's what that debate was about. So we had this people public People were throwing meeting. clickers. So <laughs> people, the- <laughs> yeah, so people were throwing clickers. So we had a series of public meetings. There was one at Stadium High School. The mayor was there on stage with uh, board Mayor Strickland. Mayor Strickland with uh, board member Patterson. And unfortunately, an article had been published right beforehand where a, a TPU employee had said, well, we're doing this fancy thing where we have these, you can vote instantly in the meetings with these these things. You could you know pick your one through 10 number. They're called clickers. For what? For for what you wanted to, so they were they uh, uh, they put up on a screen a question. I see. You okay. know, do you think Click should be run by a private industry or public entity? Oh, like in college, big college classes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Elway has this technology, and they rent it out, and you can do instant polling mm-hmm. at a public meeting. And a TPU communications person said, "Well, we're going to do this technology, but we're not going to use the data." So. Skirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You t- you you tell p- people to come out on a on a cold night, and but we're not going to listen to you. So people came pissed off. Ooh, yeah. And at some point during the meeting, somebody threw one of these clickers on stage, and it barely <laughs> missed Mayor Strickland as it oh, went flying no. by. So that's scary. Um, yeah, it's the only. I've been to a lot of public meetings. I've been to very contentious. I've been to rallies. I've never seen a clicker <laughs> thrown at a public meeting. Was that person removed or charged? No. 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 Um, so that was the tenor of the debate. And part of it, um, was that the information that was provided in terms of what were the losses, the quote unquote losses for click, um, kept changing. Right. And so, you know, and the thing is when, when people are concerned about losing something and government keeps changing its story, there's a lot of mistrust it builds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a lot of mistrust there was a lot of people feeling frustrated that they were saying, I value this asset. I value the customer service. I value the access it provides me. I value the competition and the low prices. And they didn't feel like they were being heard. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to uh, we we took two, two resolutions. One said, all in business plan. We're going to get into the internet business. And the other said, we're going to uh, turn it over to Wave. Right. And um, a lesson learned, never do two competing resolutions, uh, <laughs> pass it, them at the same time. So we had a split vote on each. So there's five. On the board? W- on the board. There's five members. We had three votes for each. Oh, oh so right. We had, so you can't So we had it. one board member vote for both. <laughs> um, Who was that? Um, I believe uh, at that time, that was Mark Patterson oh. voted. He felt like for the sake of debate, and I'm putting words in his mouth, for the sake of debate, we should move both forward because mm-hmm. the next step is to go to the city council. He likes a good debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a uh, lawyer. 
He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He's a good guy. I yeah. appreciate him being yeah. on the board. Mark was a great source when I was at the News Tribune. Yeah. Yeah. So so it went to the city council. The city council voted for the all-in and declined or voted against, uh, voted unanimously, I believe, for the uh, all-in. I think that's right. Um, and then we created a citizens committee to figure out kind of the details of that. Right. That didn't work out as yeah. well as I would have liked. Um, so what they had to figure out kind of issues about whether this new publicly owned and operated cable internet phone service would be able to gain market share, right? Or if it would, you know, be able to stand on its own two feet, right? Was that kind of there? Yeah. How would big would you have to make the marketing budget? What mm-hmm. kind of services are you providing? How is it structured? How do you relate to the ISPs? Do you let them continue? Do the do you buy them out? Right. You know, all of those questions. So what are the details of that business plan? And the ISPs said they weren't involved in those conversations and they were pretty upset about that at the yes. time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. So, um, so anyway, that process went along and that was 2016. Mm-hmm. And then... Where did we go from there? <laughs> it's been such a long, tortured. <laughs> you know. Oh, process. so then the there were a couple out of that came. I was covering it at the time, so I remember a couple funding options, and I believe Mark Patterson brought up a funding option that was general government should. So we Correct. we want to put this forward. We know that at least initially for the first several years, this uh, I guess project this click all-in plan will lose money until it gains market share. And so they knew for that the first couple years it would need to rely on having its shortfall kind of buffered by electric revenues from Tacoma Power. So there was an idea to have general government pay for that shortfall, which the city of Tacoma general government does not have the budget for that. And then your idea, which was the one that ultimately won out, was to have, I think, Tacoma Power funds make up between six and ten million a year of whatever the click all in project lost right yeah thank you for reminding me (laughs) that i had that idea i wonder if it was a good one um yeah and so maybe there's support from other board members yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and we also during that time that committee looked at the idea of um Maybe there's another revenue source. Maybe there's some sort of tax. Mm-hmm. You know, could there be a tax? Um, we actually looked at that recently in terms of could we just create the utility yeah. and, and tax every parcel? And, what happened you know, with that? Um, it's way too expensive. And the, pro- the main problem, as I see it, is the more successful we are with a u- utility model, the more we are open to a um, – a legal challenge from the likes of Comcast for antitrust. I see. And I think antitrust is a legal battle we really don't want to get into. Um, so it's sort of, we just had to set that aside. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's been a lawsuit since so then. Since, so since then, yeah. So the city council and the TPU board approved this plan that we're moving forward with all in. If, you know, if Click is not making... Uh, not making all the money it's spending, uh, Tacoma Power will fill in the blanks from between six and ten million. So shortly after that, a lawsuit was filed. Yes. And so, as a result of that, the city council has pulled back the all-in plan. Mm. It took it took a vote um, to say we're not doing all-in plan. So it's dead right now. It's dead. 
unfortunately, from my unfortunately. perspective. I think that's um, a lot of people are pretty yeah. sad to see that happen. Yeah. Um, and kind of where we're at now is we brought in a new consultant um, who um, I think has a lot of more credibility. And um, she came to a joint city utility board meeting and she started her conversation by – so like we sort of made a reference to the fact that this whole debate up till this point had been about how – Click is losing money, and it's it's a problem that we need to solve. Mm-hmm. And um, the conversation was never about, hey, we have this amazing resource. How do we maximize this? And what choices do we need to make to prepare it for the future and to really use it as, a, you know, we have this wonderful America's most wired city. There was a time at the beginning of this debate where I proposed – Let's turn the whole city into a Wi-Fi network and become America's wireless city. It was too expensive at the time, and it, it didn't go Good anywhere. Marketing, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> so so that kind of conversation. And back in 2014, I actually uh, sent a memo to the director and said, let's set out our policy priorities and then decide how we meet those policies, mm-hmm. right? And what is the structure to do that? Since we're having this— Money issue. Right. We need to find a way to solve right. it. So we had, in my view, we had been doing it all backwards. We've got this problem. We've got this money problem. we got to get rid of it. How do we do that? So we brought in a new consultant. Um, Joanne Hovis? Yes. Mm-hmm. And she came to this joint uh, uh, utility city council meeting. And the first thing out of her mouth is, you, the city of Tacoma has done this tremendous thing by creating this municipal internet system and look at all these things. And she just articulated, I almost wept. I almost, <laughs> I almost cried. It was like this thing, like, you know, a little child, I finally been heard, yeah. like, you know, to be Thank validated. You. I've been validated. <laughs> I feel so good. So we have a consultant who sees that potential. So basically, uh, what we've done is at, we put out an RFP, RFQ, which is a request for people to tell us how they would do a business plan. Right. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm sorry. I should take a step back. Okay. I missed a step. So we finally got to this place where, as a board and a council, we took an official vote and articulated what's the per- what do we want to accomplish with this asset. And so we came up with 12 policy goals. That was around the time you guys decided to, I guess, I think it was rescind the vote on the all-in plan. Right. So going back on the all-in plan and kind of going back to square one of what are our goals for yep. this network. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the next step was, so what are these 12 goals? And these are things like we want it to be in public ownership. Mm-hmm. We want it to create competition. We want to take care of our employees. We want to continue to serve the city, the library. You know, we have this INET system where we, park system, all uses this infrastructure. We want to continue to do that. We want to serve low-income people. We want to make this available to the 25% that don't have access to internet mm-hmm. in our community. So we, we set out those 12 goals. And so Joanne has those 12 goals. We put that out into the marketplace and said, give us a proposal or give us an outline of how you would think about a proposal. You know, let's start this conversation. Right. So I forget how many we had. We had like I six, say six. six yeah. entities, both local and international, mm-hmm. um, submit uh, proposals. Uh, Vanstream and Rainier Connect both submitted proposals. Wave got back in the mix. Wave is back in the mix. 
Um, and um, so kind of where we're at now is it's been whittled down to three. Um, and Joanne, and we had a, a group of stakeholders um, kind of help us prioritize those 12 goals. So, you know, it's unlikely that any company is going to say, hey, we're going to meet all 12 goals right. in 100%. And so we're going to have to make some choices potentially. Right. And some said like, we'll do a lot of this, but we don't want public ownership. And those were right. kind of the ones that got nixed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And ones that didn't have enough capital. Right. Or Advanced was one of the ones that was not chosen for the final cut. And I think the logic for that was that they did in their proposal, they did not um, acknowledge the losses and the financial difficulty. Correct. Right. And then therefore did not solve it. Right. Correct. So um, so negotiations are currently going on as we speak. I have no idea how they're going. The the consultant's doing that. And then she's going to bring us uh, back, um, you know, one or two or three for, for some vote. All right. Well, let's take a real quick break and then we can talk about more of the fun funding method of Click. (laughs) This is Amanda Westbrook, host of the sister podcast, We Are Tacoma. Channel 253 is sponsored by Pacific Lutheran University. PLU probably doesn't need an introduction. They've been a part of the Tacoma community since 1890. Maybe your kids went there. Hey, maybe you went there. Go Lutes. But if you're thinking about revamping your career or launching a second career, have you thought about PLU for a master's program? PLU offers a dozen master's degrees and postgraduate certificates. And get this, some of them can be completed in as little as nine months. Get your master's in education and become someone's favorite teacher. Get your MFA and unleash your inner poet. Or what about a master's in business administration, finance, or marketing research? Well, honestly, I'm not sure what you can get with those degrees, but I bet it pays really, really well. Application for all master's programs are on a rolling basis. For more information, visit plu.edu slash graduate to learn more. PLU, for the next step in your career. All right, we're back. Uh, Before we continue this excellent conversation with TPU board member Brian Flint about Click. I wanted to reach out to all the listeners out there and say that if you're enjoying this conversation and if you're enjoying all the other amazing podcasts on the Channel 253 Network, to please become a member, go to channel253.com. Membership is only $4 a month or $40 for the whole year, and it helps us do all these things we do. And yeah, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So, Brian, yes. so we were just talking about um, kind of what's happening with Click right now, um, where we are with moving forward with certain partners for a public-private partnership. I want to talk about since the finances of Click are the most contentious issue and since um, there's a lot of debate about how Click is funded, um, I want to talk about what is called the allocation method. Sure. Can you explain it to us a little bit? Yeah. So uh, we built one infrastructure – but we have two business units that are using it. And so as an internal companies, you know, they, they allocate expenses to, uh, we do this in nonprofit where, you know, it's like how, the copier serves all the programs, but maybe you divide it up and say, okay, well, this program p- pays for 25% of it and this, the other program pays for 50 or whatever. Mm. So we've had a method. So we use the... The cable infrastructure, uh, the fiber optic network, the whole system 
to serve our electricity needs and to serve the click needs. Mm-hmm. And it serves it use it's used on INET and to kind of communicate between substations. Correct. Correct. Right. And uh, so, you know, if there's an outage at a substation, that information is sent through the wires back to the home base and we know about it instantly mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, somebody having to pick up the phone and call, <laughs> right? Um, so the old allocation was 75% to um, uh, Tacoma Power and 25% was Click. Oh, it was 75% that Tacoma Power paid or was it 75% that Click paid? No, it was uh, well. Now that now that you ask, I'm, I we use these numbers. It was seventy five twenty five. Right. Because right now, Click's responsible for ninety four percent. Okay, you're right. Thank you. Corrected. Seventy five percent Click, twenty five percent for power. So during this process, um, and 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 the the reason it's contentious is that when the losses were stated. Um, uh, for click in the beginning, um, they kind of threw in everything with the kitchen sink in terms of what what they were accounting towards clicks costs that were covered by power. And uh, as we got into that, we um, found out that all those numbers weren't real numbers. Right, they're kind of squishy. They're squishy, and. Uh, <laughs> You know the the this story recently about how towns that don't have a local paper their their government goes you know corruption increases and you know and I'm not I'm not suggesting there was any corruption here, so <laughs> dun, I, I'm dun, just dun. using yeah right <laughs> but uh, I saw that there was a problem and I actually was on the phone with the TNT reporter and I said you need to look at these numbers because they don't seem right to me and thanks you know the we have a reporter at that time who could look into it. Probably Kate. Yes, yeah. Kate Martin. And uh, and she kind of brought the issue out. And so the problem was the number kept changing. And so, again, like I said before, that creates a mistrust. Mm. And so the issue of allocation became uh, very contentious because it's like, well, what is the allocation? What does it mean? And there was a lot at stake because depending on how you you shake out the numbers, Click's either making money or it's losing money. Right. It's either a financial drain and it's a potential legal problem or it isn't. Um, so during this process, uh, it, the staff changed the allocation and they changed it to uh, 96% for Click, 4%. Or is it 94%? I can never remember. I think it's, I think it's 96. 96. Yeah. So Click... Shoulders ninety six percent of all of its costs. That's almost like a hundred percent. So it's almost saying like, Click barely benefit is any benefit to Tacoma Power, and Tacoma Power should be paying very very little. Correct. For Click. Correct. And then the problem is that because we're losing market share, people are dropping cable, and we don't get the financial benefit of people adding internet. Click doesn't make that enough money to cover that cost. Right. And so that's where the losses come from. So what's your take on the allocation method? What, what's your philosophy on that? Uh, my philosophy deals with uh, another term we're going to walk out here, which is <laughs> nexus, which is, um, you know, th- this whole concept is very nebulous and it's not really well defined. Utilities have a lot of broad discretion to set 
allocation that's an internal accounting mechanism. There's not a lot of guidance. And as long as it's logical and you can back it up, you could pick a lot of different ways to do it. Mm. But the issue of nexus is a cost can be allocated to power if there's a nexus with power delivery. Explain, like, the word nexus. So the with with cable... We have this cable that's connected to our substation. It lets us know that the substation is operating clearly. Clearly, there's a nexus right. to um, to power mm-hmm. with that. He's making hand motions. You can't see them, but they're very helpful. They're very helpful. <laughs> so uh, if um, we buy a cable modem and hand it to you so you can watch uh, the, the Seahawks play football that's really there's not really a nexus for that cost of that cable modem for power right right so where is where how do we build that in case for a nexus my feeling throughout this process is we are we're getting into smart meters again we're going to do this ami thing we're going to attach meters to people's houses that we can uh check their uh power usage and they without could, sending someone out without sending someone out and it could be available online for them to look at and people could be at home in the office you know this gives us the technology where people could manage their power usage from the from the computer with all their uh appliances too right like your Correct. refrigerator Correct. right i mean that's the future right, right. but what the most important is people can pay online mm-hmm. and they can pay by you know they can do go pay and they can so if we're going to ask people to do more of their uh, interaction with us and pay online, then being online is an essential function. Right. And if we're going to push people towards that. So I believe that we can make the case that getting people online, especially low-income people online, has a nexus. Mm. And so it's even more important that we we get click in the business of providing consistent, stable internet that everybody can access because of the way we structure the business model so that as we get them online, it's going to be more and more imperative that they have internet access. Households will need internet to basically do business with utility. Correct. Mm -hmm. And we will save utility payers money because we won't have people rolling out a truck to read their meters. The internet's obviously more efficient than dealing with the phone or, you know, other ways of communicating. So it's a win-win for everybody mm. in the long run. Mm. I guess the autom- issue of automation is maybe not. <laughs> I mean, there's the some way. downsides, right? right. Obviously, <laughs> you know, there's some employee issues, there's some labor issues. Um, but as a public utility, mm. I just was reading today that, um, you know, it related to the fact that we are going to lose some employees in the in the future as we get these automated meters up, they started in 2016 talking to the employees about that so that they know and they can transition. TPU did? Yes. Okay. And they can apply for other jobs and get – so continue to get employed and deal with the transition. So right. we've, we've been planning for years for this, mm-hmm. and we can treat people well, and we can make sure that we're not just throwing people out. Mm-hmm. Giving them a parachute yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Um, so, so back to the – that's a really good philosophical explanation for the allocation issue. Um, so because this has been so contentious and people, I feel like people really do want 
they want a number and they want to know like how many of these pencils are Tacoma Powers <clears throat> pencils and how many are Clicks pencils. Um, so a couple years ago, the Tacoma City Council, to help sort that out, uh, ordered an independent audit of the system to solve that allocation number once and for all and an audit that would tell, kind of help the city and the utility determine whether Click could gain the market share to be profitable or solvent as in the all-in plan. And those were kind of stopped dead in their tracks when the lawsuit hit, right? Correct. Right. Correct. So those didn't go forward, um, and they were never performed. Correct. And um, can you just briefly tell us what the lawsuit was about, like what the basis of the lawsuit is? I have to be careful here. Right. So uh, as I understand it, the lawsuit is basically on this issue that um, the costs of Click, which is obviously in dispute, mm-hmm. um, that rate payers, electric rate payers are paying is illegal. Mm-hmm. That's what they're claiming. That's what their claim is. Right. And so the so the lawsuit was filed, I believe, in 2017. Um, not a lot has happened. I know the city is in the process of appealing it, saying that that's up for debate because that argument makes the assumption that Click is not part of Tacoma Power, that it's a separate department, institution, or public service industry from Tacoma Power, and the city argues that Click is not. As that's my understanding of, of what's what's going on at this that's point. That's my understanding too. Um, so, and also when when Click was first formed, there was a lawsuit that challenged the city's ability to go out to bond for that money to build the network, right? Well, it wasn't so much a lawsuit. We actually initiated that oh, okay. to get clarification from the court that that the, the city did this, to ha- that the city had authority to basically initiate click and to use the money in that way. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> we, have, <clears throat> we have court precedent that gave us the authority to move forward with click. Mm-hmm. And, to fun- and they knew, I mean, at that point, the, the funding of it was established and that and my understanding is that there was a recognition that if Click did not make enough money in the cable TV arena to make up its losses, that Tacoma Power would pay for that. And so now that that's being challenged seems to be a point of contention for the city as well. You probably can't yes, say anything. Right, right, <laughs> poor, right. poor Brian's over here like, uh, <laughs> I can't talk about this. Um, so it seems like for all intents and purposes, the idea of Click being publicly owned and operated is dead. Well, so so here's here's the nature of the debate going forward. And and I, to put it in stark terms, we may very well in the first quarter of this year, 2019, have a proposal from Wave to operate what is Click and to provide cable TV, internet, and other services like phone. The difference is rather than just turning over the whole infrastructure and leasing it to them and then having a payment from them and then renting space or you know being able to do our public power this is a very different we're looking for a very different model we will 100% own the infrastructure mm-hmm. all of that cable uh, infrastructure and the modems and all of that that make it work we'll own that and they will be leasing the opportunity to provide services They'll probably have an obligation to put in some capital to Mm -hmm. upgrade so that they can do things faster and provide the services they want. And um, what I'll be looking for is things like 
how do we get out of that when they change their business model in a way that's not advantageous for us or they're sold or they go out of business or their customer service is terrible and we're frustrated. So so we need – what's key to me is we meet as many of those 12 policy goals. They have a low income. You know, they're taking care of their their employees. They're protecting data. Net neutrality, I didn't mention that. Right. That's a big, big one. So <clears throat> that they're meeting as many of those as we can. And some of the most important one is the public ownership and net neutrality and access for low income. And that we have a good exit strategy should they fail to perform or they're not serving the the customers. So uh, it's going to be very interesting conversation because I think people are going to say, well, wait a minute, waves back and you were, you know, and it's a lease, it's the same thing. And you just, you know, put us through several years of a ringer and you're trying to get the same thing. Um, it's going to be very important. The details are going to be very important. And how is that different? And how is it serving the public? Mm. The, the interesting thing, I had two meetings during, in the previous wave conversation where it was a sole source conversation. It wasn't publicly. I had two meetings. With, oh, that's right. It was sole source. I forgot. That was, yeah. It wasn't even like bid out or anything. No, it was. Mm-hmm. It was um, I had two meetings with the president and CEO of wave and we had very conversations, and he showed me the products that they were um, proposing at the time. And actually, I personally said, oh, I'd buy this. This is pretty <laughs> good stuff. Um, but I was concerned about, well, what what happens when you're sold, when you get sold to Comcast or another company, you know, what happens to us? Right. You have all this infrastructure that used to belong to us, and now it's yours. Um, he Twice, he looked at me, and he said, I've been in this business my whole life. I'm going to be in it until they put me in the ground. I am never selling Wave. But But. (laughs) (laughs) within a year, Wave was sold. People are so fickle. I know, right? (laughs) And and this is the thing. Like an electric utility, um, internet um, is a natural monopoly. It's very uh, uh, infrastructure intense. It costs a lot of money to put those cables in the ground and do all the wiring, and you need lots of customers to cover that base, Mm -hmm. and that's your business model. The natural progression of these monopolies is consolidation. It's just part of the nature of things. If we had four cable companies in this town, 10 years from now, it's very likely we'd have one. Mm -hmm. So it's really important, even if we have a private partner running both cable and internet and whatever services they're doing, we have to ensure that at the end of the day, this is a public resource and we have control to be able to say, we need to do something different because it's not serving the public. Do you feel like that that the city has that kind of bargaining power at this point? Or I know there's not, there doesn't seem like there's a rush and you're not throwing it away, but do you think, I mean, that's something that, it sounds like Wave might be the operator of choice, um, some, uh, will you have that ability to put all those stakes in the ground? Well, we have th- three entities that they're negotiating with. One is is a local entity, um, uh, Rainier Connect. So we have the opportunity for at least one of those three to bring a good proposal forward. Mm. I am very worried that we get into a situation where none of, they just don't get there mm. for whatever reason. Our policy goals are not being met to a standard that we should be able to, you know, vote for. And we've got this lawsuit and then what you know, happens? coming yeah. down. So so I'm concerned about that that future. Um, 
at this point, all I can do is take the next step and see what comes back with the consultant and their negotiations, hoping that that um, we've articulated what we want pretty clearly um, and that the market can provide that. Um, we have looked at a public utility model that would involve some form of tax or fee. Um, you know, we have other business models that we could pull back out. Um, as long as I'm on the board, I'm committed to making sure as we wring as much public good out of this process. Um, I would love it if this decision was made and we could move on to other things. Um, it's been a long road, and I, I think everybody's kind of tired and frustrated with it. Because mm-hmm. um, there's just been there was so much work toward the all-in plan. Yes, and then it just stopped. Yes. <laughs> but I always think back to the fact if you look at the history of Tacoma Power. Um, there were multiple initiatives to the people. There were very contentious. There were terrible things said to each other in public. Um, whole, I think a whole city council was wiped out at the polls. Um, so compared to what it took to get public ownership of the electric and water system, this is, this is a minor skirmish. Mm. Um, and we're thinking about how what this looks like 15 10 20 50 years ago from now so even if it takes five years six years ten years to figure this out it's worth doing so that's how i look at it i mean we're not gonna have light rail till 2030 it's kind of one of those you gotta think of it that way think of it in the long term i'll be like 40 plus (laughs) right (laughs) and doug's like putting his hand over his mouth um what is the mood so this city council and board the current one i feel like are very pro click they were very into the all-in plan they really wanted to keep it public what is the mood of those two groups right now as you're going through this? I frankly just tired. <laughs> just really tired. Burnt out. Yeah. It's um I mean, I think if we never had a joint study session on click between the board and the council, everybody would be happy at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. Everyone's pretty just yeah. tired of it. Um what else do I need? I don't know. Is there anything else? What else what else should we be thinking of moving forward with click? Um, Will those audits ever happen? That's a good question. I don't know. Right. I don't know if if the situation changes that we need them. If we get a good public-private partner, that's a good question. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so I was told recently by the city attorney that they are probably going to be arguing the appeal in 2019 and that the lawsuit, this whole thing won't be over until 2020-ish. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully by then, I mean, I'm really I'm hopeful that we have a business plan and a partner who's committed to serving the public, you know, serving mm-hmm. the customers. And it's up and running and everybody's kind of like, what is that about again? Right. You know? So, it's seamless, just right. totally seamless. Right. right. There's always hope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good note to end on. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Brian. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for the it. opportunity. Thanks so much for listening to Citizen Tacoma today. We are part of the Channel 253 network where you can also find these podcasts, Move to Tacoma, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Art Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounders B-Team, and Taco Man. If you'd like to reach out to us about anything you heard on the show today, or if you'd like to suggest a guest or a topic, please email me at candice.rude at gmail.com. 
That's Candace with an I dot rude, R-U-U-D at gmail.com. The Citizen Tacoma podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Candace Rude and I fly Alaska. To book your next flight, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.